Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Beautiful Baggage. So before I start the show, I want to give a quick shout out to Catherine Praisewater. She's the host of a podcast called Your Positive Imprint. It's a wonderful variety show that's dedicated to finding people in all walks of life who are doing something positive for the world. It's a really interesting, lively, and Again, variety, so just a wide variety of people. I I don't know where she finds all the people that she interviews, but somehow she found me. Actually, I know how she found me. We we met over in a podcast forum about a year, I guess it was about a year and a half ago. But anyway, she interviewed me and talked about the Beautiful Baggage podcast and a little bit about my background as a journalist, and it was a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend her podcast to you. And I also would love it if you went over and listened to our interview because it was just delightful. You can find all of her episodes at her website, yourpositiveimprint.com. That's yourpositiveimprint.com. Or, and I don't mean to be confusing here because it's sort of sounding similar. (laughs) That was a lot of alliteration. Uh, Yourbeautifulbaggage.com, my website, will also have links to the episodes I was in or the episode I was in in my show notes. So head over to one of those places. So I'm recording this on April 15th, 2020, at a time when coronavirus is still very much an issue all around the world and here in the United States where I live. There's a lot of fear, a lot of really intense fear. How do you manage it, especially when there's so much in the situation that we can't control? Today, I want to offer you just a story about how I learned kind of on the fly how to manage fear in a productive way. That doesn't mean I wasn't feeling fear anyway. I was still feeling it. But I also had some places where my brain could focus and I could soften the fear a little bit by having other things to point my attention toward and think about. In 2005, I went to Iraq with a group of journalists to cover some of what was happening in the war there. And it was one of the most profound experiences of my life. The plane ride I took to Iraq, which originated in Germany, was especially intense and sobering to me because my little group of journalists that I flew with flew along with some medical personnel, military medical personnel, who were going over for just one reason, and that was to pick up sick or injured U.S. soldiers and get them back to Germany as quickly as possible to the military hospital there. So one of the things I did as I flew to this war zone, which was something I'd never dreamed of doing and naturally had a lot of fear around, was to really watch these men and women work. After we took off, there was this whole process of setting up the cots for the soldiers to lie on. They were like bunk beds with straps that would secure them to the top and the bottom of the plane. And I watched them getting all the medical equipment ready, essentially turning the plane itself into a flying hospital. As they told me in the interviews I did before, every single second was going to count in some cases. These flying doctors and nurses were likely going to be attending to some very badly injured patients on the flight home or the flight back to Germany, 
in some cases saving lives midair, in some cases not being able to save them. And as I sat there in my jump seat watching them work on the setup, I noticed that, yeah, I was really scared, but I was also really fascinated and awed by these people, their focus, their sense of purpose. And it allowed me to put my fear into some perspective. Yes, I was flying into a war zone, but it was for a relatively short trip. For these doctors and nurses, flying in and out of a war zone was their job. And if they had fear, they didn't have time to indulge it much because they had serious, serious work to do and focus was so important. So for a lot of that scary plane ride, yes, I felt fear, but I also felt fascination and gratitude and awe and appreciation for the people I was flying with. So how does that story relate to you and me now and to something like coronavirus? Yes, I am feeling some fear personally, but one of the ways I'm dealing with it is I'm trying to get some perspective around it by thinking about the medical personnel who are really in the thick of it, who are living in it around it every day and putting their own fears aside to the degree that they can so that they can do their jobs. And again, it puts my situation in perspective by virtue of the fact that they're working in hospitals, ambulances, and are probably at greater risk of not just coronavirus, but all kinds of other communicable diseases. And they take that on willingly every day. So when you're feeling fear, my challenge for you is to first, yes, feel it, acknowledge it. It's going to come and go in waves and feeling it is healthy and human. But also, once you've caught your breath, ask yourself, what kind of thoughts can I think to help me create some other feelings like gratitude, awe, fascination, appreciation? And while you're at it, think about the people you know who are doctors, nurses, delivery workers, public servants, how can you show your appreciation for them now or when this particular scare has passed? How can you say thank you? How can you let them know that you see what they're doing, how they're sacrificing? We're seeing that now in New York and in London and here in San Francisco even, people going out on their balconies and opening up their windows to clap each night for the healthcare workers. If they don't do that in your community, how can you do it in another way? How else can you show your appreciation? For me, the whole key to getting through that scary time in Iraq, which quite frankly, even though I volunteered to go, no one made me go, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to handle it. Thinking thoughts about all the stories I wanted to tell about the people I encountered on the way. And once I got there, really focusing on the details that would make the stories richer and more compelling, Oh, that's how I got through it. How are you going to tell the story once this is over? What did you see? What fascinated you? What did you appreciate? Go get out your journal and write about it or just ponder it and go over it in your mind. I take notes in my mind all the time, so you don't necessarily have to write it down. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Beautiful Baggage. If you're interested in coaching, I'm still offering free coaching to first-time clients. So please come on over to my website, yourbeautifulbaggage.com and click on the coaching tab. I'll see you next time.